You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday. We got a little bit of news. The Athletic is reporting Frank Vogel narrowly avoided being fired in the wake of a 37-point loss in Denver Saturday. It's unclear how much Monday's win over the Jazz relieved the pressure that surrounds him. I can't imagine much relief. If you were going to fire him because of that, it's only a matter of time before Frank Vogel is fired. What did you expect? You put this lineup together, you threw it together, and you had a lot of people who said it's not going to work. And you do, if you change the job and you change the coach, so who's going to come in and what are they going to do differently? Are you going to get them to shoot better? You're going to get them to play better defense? Uh, you're going to get them to not turn the ball over? What exactly are you going to do? But Frank Vogel, I guess, was going to get fired, almost got fired because of that loss in Denver. But they had a win last night against Utah, so he kept his job. Yeah, Paul. At the end of the third quarter, Lakers were down six against the Jazz. Was was management getting their, their act together? I, I don't know. They're getting their stuff together, go up to Coach Vogel? Yeah, getting ready for the press conference here that uh, they've fired Frank Vogel. They've relieved him of his duties, and David Fisdale <laughs> is taking over. And then you have a game coming up against the Pacers. Then they go on the road. And if you're going to fire him, if it's inevitable, do it before the road trip. Like, at least be fair to him. You know, you gave him this lineup. Whatever it is, I don't even know what style you play. I don't even know what they do well. LeBron has played well, but you know you're you're asking guys to fill the void of what you gave up last year in the off season. Uh, can you play defense? Uh, Russ is a turnover machine. AD's out. It's a mess. Uh, well, welcome to the final hour of the program. T.J. <laughs> Watt of the Steelers will join us coming up. We spent a lot of time talking about the Rams, an impressive performance offensively and defensively. I, I know that we usually skew negative after a game like this where a team is eliminated. And I've tried to be fair to talk about the Rams because I think they're set up to knock off the Buccaneers. But I look at Arizona and, you know, this should not come as a surprise because Cliff Kingsbury does not have a good history, second half of the season. And, you know, last year, same thing. We got to a point where, like, you're going to buy into them? You're going to buy in? And then I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to buy into this. Until I'm proven wrong, I'm not going to buy into this. And that proved to be be true. Do you know, um, I'm trying to find if I have those stats there of of what's happened with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, second half of the season. I think I printed it out, but I uh, don't know if I kept it or not. I have them in front of me. Okay. Uh, if you give me a second, I'll print them out. Without okay. the stats, it, it, I could say, I tell you, it didn't go well. No, it didn't. <laughs> but, but this goes back to college with, with Cliff Kingsbury, that their teams just die second half of the season. And I know that you don't have one of the better receivers in the game in DeAndre Hopkins. We can all agree you don't have him. But is that what your success and failure hinges on is? DeAndre Hopkins? Like, you you were... Even when Arizona came back, Arizona, when, when Green Bay went to Arizona and won that game, and they didn't have Devontae Adams, and I, that was when I went, okay, it says a lot about Green Bay, and it also says a lot about Arizona. I just certain teams you can't buy into until they prove you wrong. 
Arizona finished the first quarter with negative three yards of offense. The Cardinals had 40 net yards for the first half. That's the lowest first half total in a postseason game in the last three years. They went 0 for 9 on third downs. The third time in the last 30 years a team was 0 for 9 or worse on third downs in a playoff game. Cliff Kingsbury, here's the ending of all of his seasons as a head coach. Texas Tech, 2013, lost five of the last six. Next year, four of the last six. Following year, four of the last six. Following year, six of the last eight. Following year, six of the last eight. 2018, five of the last five he lost. Then, we thought he was going to USC as uh, offensive coordinator. I think he left his car running, and then he took over the Cardinals, John. 2019, lost seven of the last nine games. Last year, five of the last seven games. And 2021, lost five of the last six. That, 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 is, that is not a – that's habitual. That's not a coincidence there. What is it that these teams are figuring out that you can't play the chess game and then do something different? Because I, I wasn't uh, in favor of the, the hiring to begin with. But, I mean, it just we're going to look for excuses and go, well, this is why they didn't win. You got Kyler Murray. He makes plays. He was, he was an MVP candidate. Hell, Kingsbury was a Coach of the Year candidate. That was two months ago. It was like him or Belichick. Who's the Coach of the Year? Oh, Arizona better lock him up. He's going to go to Oklahoma. I'm going, he ain't going anywhere. But... They bounce out last night. Now the Rams move forward, and they are three-point underdogs against Tampa Bay. And I would not be surprised if the Rams won that game. If they can be consistent and put together back-to-back good games. That's always been my knock. And I love the fact that they didn't ask Stafford to win the game. The defense did. Yeah, Paul. I always wonder if agents time out when to ask for a contract. You know, Three months ago, Cliff Kingsbury's agent asked for a contract extension. He probably gets it. They may have asked. He may use that Oklahoma BS story to uh, get one, mm-hmm. but you didn't hear anything about it. Now there's a, a year left on the contract. Yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, he's not going there, but he certainly wants to get paid in Arizona. Now we know why. You're going to hear a lot of uh, offensive and defensive coordinators getting interviews. Uh, Todd Bowles of the Buccaneers, interviews with the Vikings uh, Friday and the Bears coming up. Raiders have interest in Todd Bowles. Uh, Kellen Moore, the Cowboys, scheduled to meet with the Broncos today. The Vikings are also interested. So were the Dolphins, this uh, courtesy of the NFL Network. There's a lot of coordinators here. And a lot of this, what happened is during the pandemic, more coordinators got interviews because they were Zoom calls. You couldn't do anything in person. Therefore, you just line them up. You know, like got uh, two hours here and two hours here and two hours here, as opposed to having somebody in the building and then having that awkward moment where you're coming in and the other guy's walking out and you're like, hey, hey, Todd. Hey, Kellen. How are you? But <laughs> I, I don't know what happens with the Buccaneers. Do they lose both of their coordinators? Uh, Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. Do the Cowboys, do they lose both of their coordinators? I think it's more likely that um, the Cowboys could lose both of theirs. Dan Quinn, definitely. I don't know if Todd Bowles gets a job. Uh, I wonder if Eric Bieniemy is going to get the job in Minnesota. Dan Quinn, maybe in Denver. 
and Bill O'Brien with Jacksonville. I don't know about the Bill O'Brien hire, if that's the case. But if I could, I just need somebody who's going to help develop Trevor Lawrence. Because I do think that that can be a, a great landing spot. Because you're going to get a little bit of time here. And, you know, they'll, they'll be a little bit more patient with you after what happened with Urban. And you do have a potential franchise quarterback. And a lot of these openings, that's the first thing I notice is, okay, who's the quarterback and what's the contract status? Yeah, Paul. Trevor Lawrence's first year, 3,600 yards, 12 touchdowns, 17 picks, led the league in picks. Yeah. Does he get a much longer hall pass because of his, he seems destined for greatness? And no one ever argued about that? Well, he's number one overall pick. Yeah, but, but he was almost like he was higher. almost like once a ten year pick. It felt like it felt like he was like Luck, Manning, yeah. Lawrence. Yeah, not, more than like a, a like Baker Mayfield didn't feel like destined to be great. Well, I don't know if he gets more time or less time because he is the number one overall pick, and you expect more. Imagine if Baker Mayfield lost that kind of game last night that Kyler Murray did. What would we be saying about Baker Mayfield? You, you would you would cut him right like you you would say we we don't have any interest in keeping baker mayfield but kyler what he did last night pathetic performance but do we hold him accountable in a different way than we do baker mayfield i i also thought about baker if he's watching that game and he's watching odell beckham he's probably going damn it uh, drop it <laughs> Drop it! Yell at the TV. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, now he's catching them. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should have thrown to him. Uh, let me sneak in a couple of phone calls here. How about, uh, is it Shay or Chi or Chai or something in Chicago? Hey, Danny. It's Shay in Chicago. Hey, Shay. How are you? Good, sir. Hey. Yeah, um, just a little update on me. Uh, a big Steelers fan. I've got uh, three boys and uh, I've got a girlfriend that I refer to as a roomie. Okay. All right, a little Shea and Irving there. I've got a question for Seton. Hey, uh, Seton, that's actually <laughs> Brian from Chicago. I've got a question for Seton. When I was um, over, <laughs> over the holidays, I left some golf clubs at my parents' house in Youngstown, Ohio. Do you think you could stop off and oh, pick those up? Okay. And then do I have to bring them to Chicago? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll get you. Listen, I'll give you a sixer. I'll give you a, I don't know, what do you, I, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, just do me a solid. All right. Um, we might know, be able to work that out. So you might be able to run some errands for people. Well, be kind of a, a, a service to pick up something from one place and drop it off. If Amazon wants to holler, I could get some packages going pretty quick. We could slap on an Amazon on the side of the Mercedes Sprinterman. <laughs> yeah. new, a new sponsor. Great. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, see, if you hit Chicago, go see my mom, get my Sports Illustrated collection, run that back here. As long as we'll make some stops, store stops. Uh, Nate in Los Angeles. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Dan. Uh, I have a comment and a question. Okay. Uh, the comment is I wanted to follow up on something you said about Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is sort of the perfect kind of proof or example that fit can determine a lot more about a quarterback than almost than we think we sometimes think it does. Okay. The perfect fit, kind of, you know, if you get it, everything falls into place. You, your career can advance a lot more quickly. 
uh, than otherwise. Yeah, and it's and something Mike, I brought up that a lot of times you get these quarterbacks who go to a bad team and they can't overcome that. I, I go back to David Carr. Derek's brother was as talented as anybody I saw coming out of college when he came out and he played for a bad team. He got sacked over 60 times each season, first three seasons. Got sacked more than any other quarterback, I think, in, in NFL history during the first three seasons. Right. Yeah. And uh, my comment, my question was, as I understand, uh, both Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are up, are being interviewed for the Denver Broncos job. Mm. Isn't that kind of an amusing little awkward situation? Like it's not. This is COVID world, so it's not like the two guys are going to fly up in the same plane and sit in the same waiting room waiting for John Elway to interview them for the job. But like Polly Seaton, if you had been up for the same job that McLovin got, and you kind of knew that. Uh, how would that have gone? <laughs> I'm just thinking of it as kind of an amusing little scenario within the Dallas Cowboy office that you're interviewing for the same job. All right. Well, thank you, Nate. Yeah, I wonder if they ask about the other coordinator. Like if the Broncos say to Dan Quinn, hey, uh, tell us, uh, what are the negatives with Kellen Moore? <laughs> are they Kellen Moore? Hey, uh Negatives with Dan Quinn as a head coach. Yeah, Paul. Or did they do the thing, why should we hire Dan Quinn over you? Or why should we hire you over Dan Quinn? Those unanswerable yeah. interview questions. Yes. Do you ever been in a job? The big thing in job interviews, tell me your biggest uh, fault. And it's, it's weird because you can't say, I have none. Well, they also pull this, where do you see yourself in five years? And you make the mistake of saying, well, you know, I plan on being and, and, and they want you for what you are right now. And I, I guess the right answer is I see myself right here, you know, not, you know, I, I see myself in your position yeah. in five years. behind your desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> uh, I know someone who uh, was uh, up for uh, well, not up for a big job, but they were sort of impromptu being interviewed mm -hmm. about something uh, by, a, by a big boss in their company. And they didn't realize that it was necessarily a job interview at the time. It was just some, somebody sort of feeling them out. <laughs> and they said, so where do you see yourself in five years? And the person said, hopefully owning a McDonald's. And then they never got the next job because they're like, oh, this person's not serious about the company or something. And then the person's like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know that it was a job interview. I was just making some comment. There's those tricky questions. By the way, the interviews you have at the Combine, they can't ask any of those kind of suggestive questions where, you know, family questions where you're asking how long has your mom, you know, been a prostitute, I think was one of the questions, or uh, kind of asking somebody about their sexuality. All of these things where you're going, I just want to know if you can play football. Right. That's all. What does mom and dad have to do with yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, are you a dog guy or cat guy? Uh, hey, how did you come to the conclusion you wanted to take that guy? Well, he said he was a cat guy. And you know, I love cats. Like, oh, my God. All right. More phone calls coming up. The probable defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, will join us coming up. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person, you know, a human being who actually understands your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and having a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. We call this live customer service. 
emphasis on the word live. Discover exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. He's T.J. Watt, odds-on favorite for the Defensive Player of the Year, joining us on the program. Is it, is it Trent Jordan Watt? That's correct. Okay. Who calls you Trent? Uh, my fiance, uh, both of my brothers, really close friends, and obviously my mom and dad as well. So select few. All right, it's JJ, it's TJ, but then your brother goes by just Derek. Why isn't he DJ? I think that was because uh, DJ Tannen Full House was a girl, and he didn't like the he didn't like the <laughs> DJ. And it, ever since he was young, he just always said, "Don't call me DJ." So we all just kind of took it as a threat, and nobody calls him DJ anymore. <laughs> Uh, when's, when's the first time you beat up JJ? Um, I don't know if that's uh, ever happened. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Derek and I have definitely tried to gang up on him a, a couple times, but, uh, <laughs> it's usually, uh, it's usually an attack, a, a flurry of punches and then a run up the stairs and then he grabs you by the ankle and then gives you a couple dead legs is how that ends. Okay. Wait, so you and your brother tag teamed and you still couldn't take JJ? I mean, like I said, it was never, uh, he was so much older, so we never really had true altercations with him. But when we would like mess around with him, you'd like punch him and then go to run up the stairs and realize how strong and how much bigger he was. He just grabbed you by the ankle and gave you a couple dead legs and you do not do it again. But is it like the Gronkowskis? Was it just chaos in the house where you guys were breaking stuff all over the place? I mean, a little bit. We were always doing something. Um, we lived in a cul-de-sac growing up, so we were uh, always playing roller hockey. We had the mini hockey nets in the basement. We were in the backyard. We had connected to the three backyards as football fields, and uh, everybody was always over at our house. So uh, it was definitely an active household. Best athlete in the family is who? Oh, me. Oh. Easily. Because? I just feel like, I mean, I have the, the state, and, and the school record in shot put and discus. I, I mean, we all competed in that. So that's another uh, one we can, we can look towards. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, Derek was by far the best high school football player I've ever seen. Um, JDR could be the best NFL football player I've ever seen. And um, I think we all kind of have things that we're really good at. Um, but when we get in the weight room, I think when it comes to pure athleticism in the off season, um, I feel like I hold my own very well against those two. <laughs> Did you want to play in the NHL more than the NFL? Oh, we were younger for sure. We we grew up uh, watching hockey, playing hockey from three years old, and um, always watching uh, JJ and Derek play hockey always made me want to do it. And that's for sure. That was for sure the ultimate dream when we were when we were younger. What still hurts from the season? That it's over. I mean, no um, body wise. <laughs> body wise i mean I, i'm actually in good shape right now um i had the rib towards the back end of the season uh it was super painful for a couple weeks there but um it actually feels a lot better today and that's kind of what makes it actually more painful that we're not still going because i still feel pretty good when did ben tell you that he was retiring never i mean I, that was just all through media um it was never a conversation that we had 
um, never addressed the team. And uh, I just don't think he wanted to be a distraction or like a, a farewell tour type of thing. And um, I think he handled it well. And um, yeah, we never really had a full conversation about it. But he is retiring, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know if that answer still to this day. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a little open-ended, um, but who knows? Have you hit him in practice before? No, I mean, I've bull, like, I remember my rookie year, I bull rushed the tackle and Ben, like the tackle stepped on Ben's ankle and he went down and it was like the most, the quietest, like <laughs> 20 seconds of my life. And everyone's just looking at me and I didn't realize the magnitude of it all, but uh, it was probably like last year he went down again. And I was like, man, that rookie is in big trouble. Wouldn't you like to have played for another team just so you could have a shot at Ben? It would have been tough to tackle him, man. You, you got to, I mean, if you go high, he can just shiver you off. If you go low, he can high step out of it. So um, they always say when you go against big quarterbacks like that, you have to tackle the football. Do you uh, have a list there, a hit list of all the quarterbacks you've sacked? Is there somebody who's not on the list? No, I, I don't have a list. I mean, I, I don't. We just had a power outage here. So can you, can you still hear me, TJ? Not sure if uh, we lost him. We just had a, a power search. Can you hear me, TJ? No, we're working on that. Well, that was kind of scary. Um, yeah, Paul. Are we okay? Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, we're still on TV or uh, we're on radio, but we just had a power surge here that seemed to knock everything off. But... Uh, We'll see if we can we can get TJ to join us there. That's never happened before. That was uh, a little scary. Paulie, I think your microphone is on. I think it is. Uh, Fritzy, is your microphone on? Yeah, you're. I can I can hear your. Uh, you can hear me, Dan. Yeah, yeah. That was a massive power. Yeah. Surge. What? What the heck? It's like we got hit by a meteor. <laughs> it, did, it did. The whole room went black. I know. I knocked out all my pinball machines and uh, your hair's fine. By uh, the way. Thank you. The, uh, the monitors. Well, we were rolling with uh, with TJ there, but uh, yeah. Can you hear me, TJ? Uh, no problem. Are we still good? Or am I good? Can you can you hear me, TJ? Yes. Oh, okay. We had we had a power outage there, so uh, sorry about that. That's never happened. So. Thanks for hanging. I, I, thought I thought it was me, so we're good. Um, so you don't have a list there. There's no quarterback that uh, I think that <laughs> you almost lost your computer there. What the hell is happening here? Uh, is there a quarterback? No, I, I don't. Is there a quarterback you haven't sacked yet? I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of them. It's not one of those things where I think about uh, going into a game. I need to sack this quarterback. I need to do this. I need to do that. This is the quarterback I'm looking forward to hitting. Um, it's more about just trying to wreck games and um, provide as much splash as we call it here in Pittsburgh, just uh, game-changing plays to help uh, my team win football games because all that other stuff is kind of just a waste of time to think about, oh, I need to sack this guy because then it takes away from the actual impact on the game. Uh, how important is winning defensive player of the year? Uh, it's secondary. I mean, it's a nice award to get. Uh, I hate that it's an individual award uh, just because there's so much that goes into it. Like I said, just even the individual sack record is 
I mean, so much has to happen. Um, a good amount of those have to be just quarterbacks uh, taking coverage sacks with guys in the back end, guys picking for me. And um, so many things have to fall into place for things like those to happen. So um, it's definitely a nice award to receive, but it's not an individual award for sure. When did you find out you didn't have the sack record? Um, halftime. I thought I had to. Um, but then I checked my phone because our D-line coach is like, they're giving it to you. They're giving it to you. You have, you have it. And then a couple other guys like, no, you're not. So I checked my phone at halftime, which I never do. Um, and then JJ and my brothers, the group chat was like, they only give you one, man. You got to go get another one. <laughs> and uh, tried like hell to get another one in the second half. And uh, they were running the ball a whole bunch. So it wasn't, wasn't uh, in the cards. Uh, I'd love that you and your brother were breaking down each other's like you were saying you're the quickest off the ball and you guys are kind of going back and forth. Like how much competition is there between you two professionally? Not a ton. I mean, not like outspokenly, I guess, but like, I mean, we just, we want to see each other succeed. And I think that falls for Derek too. It's just, it's more of being a helping hand than anything else. And I always like start, like if he's ever going to give me a tip, he's like, and don't take this the wrong way. You know, like, <laughs> if I give him a tip, I'm like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but you can try this. And he's like, Hey I guy, like I love I've been in the league a while too. You know, it's, it's one of those things where like we both are kind of set in our ways of how we like to do things, but we still are open to a certain um, criticisms from each other. We're talking to uh, TJ Watt, who uh, joins us on the program. Uh, how would you describe facing uh, Patrick Mahomes? Uh, tough, man. It's a tough day at the office. I think he does a great job of um, getting the ball to all of his playmakers. I mean, there's so many playmakers over there. Uh, he's he's so elusive in the pocket. He knows where he can set deep in the pocket and step up. He, I mean, when he escapes, he can still throw the ball down the field or he he can run it. So it's it's definitely a full-day job. It's, it's a tough task. Who frustrates you the most of all the quarterbacks? Uh, that's a good question because, I mean – I think there's nothing more frustrating than a quarterback that gets the ball out in two seconds every single time because you're not even given the chance there. Um, so I'd say the quarterbacks that get it out super quick um, frustrate me the most. Did you keep the football from your scoop and score? Yes, I did. I don't know if it'll make uh, the, the ultimate spotlight because we lost the game. So, I mean, it'll probably just go for a ball to throw around the backyard or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your trophy case look like? I just I keep a bunch of balls. I don't have a trophy case. I don't I don't know. And maybe in a couple of years when I'm done playing, I'll have a trophy case. But no sense in having a trophy case right now. You care who wins the Super Bowl this year? Uh, no, I mean Cardinals are out. That was the last hope to see my brother be able to play. And uh, when they lost last night, sadly, it's no, it doesn't really matter anymore. Were you a Packers fan growing up? Yes. Yeah, I was a Green Bay fan growing up. My grandpa was actually a huge Packer fan. He was the one that was always yelling at the TV. So I have those memories to hold on to. And uh, was a Packers fan all the way until probably JJ um, got to the Texans and switched to hardcore Texan fan from there on. Well, congrats on the season and uh, good luck with Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, TJ Watt. He... Uh... Thought he had the record, and then all of a sudden you find out you don't have the record over there at a halftime, and it's like, okay. And then they're just going to run the football so you don't get another sack to have the uh, single-season record. I don't really we, understand that play. Well, you know, like he did get the quarterback in the backfield. Yeah. I don't know how they describe that, though. But 
Are, are we okay, by the way, with uh, technically? Can you? Yes. What happened? Efforting. Did It's almost like somebody ran into a telephone pole. It's almost like there was too much wattage on the show. Oh! oh! <laughs> yeah. And there was some noise outside right before that. I don't know what it was. Okay. Did you want me to wrap up the interview sooner with TJ so we could go to commercial break so we could fix this? No, we can't fix this. I don't know if it's going to be fixed in that oh, period okay. of time. You're, you're best just carrying on doing the show and let everybody else run around well, like lunatics. Polly wrote wrap what? Like wrap up the interview. Well, I did? Yeah. yeah it's almost, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we had, we had gotten it. All. Is this on? <laughs> what are we, we, we were done with uh, TJ? I thought it was good. I thought oh, we, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Should I wrap this up right now? How about the full? That's breaking news that Derek Watt didn't like uh, DJ Tanner from the uh, Full House show. And the fact that TJ doesn't know if Ben is retiring. It is. That's the, is the weirdest thing because it, it feels like the, the secret nobody's gotten to. There's still lights over here that aren't on on my side. Oh, there's a lot. There's a not. whole bunch going on, bud. Okay. <laughs> Can we limp home? We got like 20 more minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. We mastered limping home. Okay. Should I take a break right now? Yes. Okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll be back here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Well, he had a power outage here during the TJ Watt interview, but I think we're up and running right now. Can you hear me, Paulie? Can you? You look good. You sound good. Okay. All right. We're having some massive uh, power issues, but uh, the mics are good, and that's all we need. Okay. Todd, can you hear me? I sure can. Oh, darn it. Oh. <laughs> Todd has full power. <laughs> Todd has Shockingly. full power there. Seaton, you okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was a little scary there. It was like, whoa. It's like the end of the world. Remember I just that you went know, outside to make sure there was no uh, like clouds in the sky, that, yeah. no mushroom clouds or anything to make sure. Yeah, that uh, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen movie. This is the end. It had that kind of feel to the yes. the lights in here. It's like, and then it went out. All right, uh, this day in sports history. Last call for phone calls. What we learn. What's in store tomorrow. Andrew, line three in Washington. Hey, Andrew, what's on your mind today? All right, I made it through the power outage 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I love your interviews. The interviews with uh, uh, Maurice Jones Drew. You always uh, get to a point where you make sure he's not scared of a question. Yeah. That's awesome. And what I learned today was uh, if I'm traps to ears, 
then it means that I'm bred for football. Um, so, but I did have a question about Seton's trip across the United States in the in the Mercedes-Benz van. I had to bring my car into the shop today. Is he going to have one of those little motorcycles, motorcades behind him with like an extra wheel on the back, and and uh, so we can spot him? And if he has a problem, is he going to do a Nick Wright type of video of shirt off and changing a tire <laughs> just for content? Um, you know, with the sales and service department at Mercedes, they'll help Seton, I'm sure. But uh, no, we'll let you know the cities that he's going to go through. And uh, all I know is the Sprinter van's wheels are murdered. Whatever that means, they have, they've been described as murdered. So That's you, before we've even taken the trip. Yes. So if you see a Mercedes Sprinter van with wheels that are murdered... That would be Seton and the French kid. Mike in Indiana. Mike, what's on your mind today? What line's that, Dan? Um, that would be line five, Seton. Am I there? Yeah, Mike. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning, guys. <laughs> Power outage strikes again. I know. <laughs> you guys are just the absolute best. And before I do anything important in my life, I always try to get wisdom from the Dan Patrick show. Ooh. So I need to know, uh, you know, before I make this huge life decision, should I continue to root for the Pacers? Are they ever going to win a championship, or should I just move on? Well, when when they talked about Sabonis maybe playing for somebody else, it, it just feels like they're ready to start over again. And that would concern me. Because I thought they had a, a nice nucleus there. And Sabonis just coming off a triple-double the other night. And I don't know. Maybe there, there's no real pulse there. There's no... They're there with the Pacers, and they're trying to find that. But I, I don't know. Feels like they're stuck in neutral. And I thought they were one of the more pleasant surprises. Was it last year or the year before? But I uh, just don't get that feeling. There's not a lot of buzz when you. At, at least if you if you have a team that's not great, but you have buzz with them, that's all you're asking. You just don't want to be irrelevant. And it feels like the Pacers are sort of irrelevant. Yeah, Paul. It's like the Charlotte team, Charlotte Hornets with Lamelo. I really don't know what their record is, but I seem to watch a lot of their highlights, and if their games are on, I kind of peek at them for a few minutes. Yes, there's a tune-in factor. Even when Memphis wasn't good, you turned in, tuned in to watch John Morant. Uh, the Pelicans without Zion, not as interesting. Uh, the Bulls feel like they're relevant again. You know, they got some star power there, and that's all you're looking for. That's why. You know, I look at or I make fun of Orlando a lot because there's just <laughs> nothing there with that team. Uh, Sacramento feels like, oh, Sacramento. And then you realize, nope, same old Sacramento. Portland, you have buzz with Damian when he's playing. Uh, Oklahoma City doesn't have buzz, but I do think that they they have so many draft picks. And, and uh, I, I love uh, Gilgis Alexander. I, th- I think he's really a talented player. I, d- I just don't know if there's – I don't know what the ceiling is like for a team like that. Who else would fa- – like the Spurs have no buzz to them. Mavs with Luka. Houston has no buzz. Minnesota should have more buzz. I mean, you got Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know. I, it feels like he just gets stats. But Edwards is a dynamic player personality and player dynamic it just you have to go out of your way to find them who else would you uh put the hawks have trey young uh miami still has buzz uh who else would you throw into that mix the knicks to me they keep trying to have buzz they don't have buzz yes paulie 
there's some teams that have gone from having, like the Raptors have lost a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they have. You know, they're still a decent team. The Wizards never have buzz. Uh, the Pistons, they got a young, yeah, young draft pick, but yeah, yeah. they're ways away. All you want is tune-in factor. You, you just want somebody you go, okay, I'll go watch that game. Or I'm going to go see that team in person. And there's, it feels like there's more teams that don't have it than do have it. Uh, Mike, uh, line two in Florida. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Great, Mike. Great. <laughs> I was just riding up that guy's coattails about being a, a, a Pacers fan. And sh- should, he, should he move on or keep rooting for the Pacers? I'm actually an Orlando Magic fan. Oh. oh. And uh, we actually traded to Bonus and Oladipo for Serge Ibaka a few years ago and got <laughs> nothing for it. And... The team is just its so horrible to watch. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm also a Lightning, um, Buccaneers, and Rays fan, and we're doing, I'm doing real good in, that, in those categories. But my magic, boy, it's been a rough decade or so since the Dwight Howard days. It's been garbage ever since. What do you say, Dan? Have a great day. Thanks, All right. Guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mike. Well, you know, they got Suggs. It, it just feels like they might stumble into something, but then – they're just a generic team. I, I, Cleveland is worth watching, by the way. I've said that all year long. That's my favorite team, my favorite new team. Love Mobley. I think Garland's for real. They, they, they're a good team. They're a really good team. They might be better than the Lakers. How, how crazy is that? <laughs> you know, if you said to LeBron, you could have the supporting cast in L.A. or the supporting cast in Cleveland, he might take that supporting cast in Cleveland. And, of course, if you're just joining us, there was a report in The Athletic uh, based off of last night's game with the Lakers against Utah. The Lakers won that game, and Frank Vogel probably kept his job. I guess he was in jeopardy of losing his job over the weekend when they were blown out in Denver. But if that's the case and it's game by game, if I'm Frank Vogel, look, you want to fire me? Fire me. Let's not drag this out because every stop that we have on this road trip coming up, I'm going to be asked about it. The players are going to be asked about it. You know, it's not fair to the team, not fair to the coach. And uh, you want to put me out of my misery? Go ahead. You think that you can somehow bring somebody in who's going to turn this team around? Good luck. Although I did love Russell Westbrook has those highlights where you go, damn, that is that is awesome. The dunk over Rudy Gobert, and you go, but why not attack the rim every single night? Because he has the energy to do it. And, and I don't want him shooting. I want him going right to the hoop. And you see him attack that, and he dunks on Rudy Gobert, and you're like, he still has so much athleticism. Crazy. This day in sports history, Paulie. Ooh, we got a few. All right, this one. This one's kind of a buzzkill. 1951, the NFL passed a rule that said the tackle, guard, and center are not eligible to catch a forward pass. Can you imagine what the NFL was like in 1950? <laughs> Everyone's just running around. Big guys are number 70 running downfield. Like, Throw to me. I'm open. Let's go. And then they're like, you know, we've got to have a meeting on this one. Uh, let's see. Ted Williams in 1969 was appointed the manager of the Washington Senators. Uh, 1976, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cowboys 21-7, 20-17 in Super Bowl 10. The estimated fan base for that game or viewership, 80 million people. Mm. And let's see, the Boston Celtics retired in 1998. Robert Parrish is number double zero. Baseball owners unanimously approved interleague play on this date in 1996. Uh, 
Al Davis becomes the head coach, general manager of the Raiders. That was 1963. Um, anything else in there? Final results of the uh, poll question there. We went rogue and started hour three with a different poll question. If you were a Los Angeles sports fan, mm. which would you pick to happen this season? You could pick it. The Rams winning the Super Bowl or the Lakers winning the title. Those are your only two choices. What do you think the results were of that poll question? You get two choices. The Lakers winning the title. Right now, it's the Rams winning the Super Bowl 62% over oh, the Lakers. okay. Well, maybe they look at it and go, the Rams have a better chance of winning a title than the Lakers do. Wow. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it's a Laker town. That's why I thought even, you know, the, the Rams, yeah, we're glad to have you, but we still love the Lakers. Yeah, Paul. Did you see the, uh, I, I don't know if you call it a skybox, one of those lower boxes they have at the Rams mm-hmm. games, like those suites? Mm-hmm. A couple of the players from the uh, Clippers came by, and it's uh, Paul George and a few other bench players, and they're all having a good time. They're like, the music's playing during commercial break, and there's, there's uh, Kawhi just sitting there quietly. It looked like he was reading a book and people were bothering him. Uh, Paulie had this question earlier today. He's like, because uh, The Rock was on the uh, Manning cast. Uh, whose career would you want, past and future, The Rock or Peyton Manning? It's a good one. I would take The Rock. I'd take The Rock. Yeah, see. Did you see that dinosaur skull he had in his house? It, it was a T-Rex, it, and it's estimated that I think it's $30 million. That, he like, that was his backdrop when he's zooming in. It's just a zoom backdrop <laughs> is a $30 million T-Rex head? You can't pick those up at Pottery Barn. No. Those seem to like a special edition. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, let's go around the room, what we learned in the program. Todd, what did you learn today? You never thought Cliff Kingsbury was the answer as Cardinals head coach. He looks like an actor playing an NFL coach. Uh, Seton O'Connor. T.J. Watt, by far the best athlete in the family. Yeah, but he's no nonsense, though. Uh, Paulie. <laughs> A little too much wattage on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got the watt knocked out of us. Uh, Todd, what did I learn? Maurice Jones-Drew thinks the Rams running game underrated. Cam Akers in particular gives the backfield a big boost in L.A. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz SUV family is ready. You to take a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. We hope to talk to you tomorrow on the program. Thanks for joining us. One more item as we close out the show. You start the new year. Oh, you got all those resolutions, right? How about something simple? One small change can make your morning even better. You start your day off even better. And it's called M-Drive Boost and Burn, the daily supplement for driven guys that will help shed the holiday weight and give you the energy you need to crush your fitness goals no matter what your age is. Make a small change. Pack with clinically tested ingredients that naturally burn more body fat. M-Drive Boost and Burn is one small change you can make every morning starting that day off right. You can find it at mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. You can also find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. New Year's resolutions don't last. Make a small change today that will lead to a lasting impact throughout the year. Try M-Drive Boost and Burn. Lose weight, get more energy, and perform at your very best. You can get it online at mdrivedan.com or Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. M-Drive, don't let age beat you.